0: Shouted Jameson. Milk back. Ugh, that sounds gross. Hello, and welcome to Aw Did I Audit That? Netflix's Flores Lava: A Thorough and Unofficial Investigation into Netflix's Flores Lava. I'm Michael Resnick, and with me is my co-host Andrew Fernandez. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm good. I'm good. Ready for episode five. Can't believe it, episode five already. Yeah, how the time crawls. (laughs) Uh, So how's it going? Uh, You went out of town over the last few days, right? I did, I went up to uh, visit my aunt in Ojai, which was
1: nice. Very cool. Ojai food, is just fantastic. Bacali's Italian restaurant, they like grow their own tomatoes and stuff. It's very good. Irish Italian?
0: Uh, no. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> What's it called? Macaulay's? It sounds like a pub. Macaulay's. Oh, okay. I heard Oh, Macaulay's. <laughs> Concierge, where can I get some good Italian food in town? Oh. Macaulay's! <laughs> the old pot of spaghetti at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> they're always after me, lucky bucatini.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was good. They, I guess uh, my aunt was saying that they're. They won't do their strawberry shortcake when it's not in season. So you know it's fresh. When it's not in season, they do in, like an apple pie thing or apple Ooh. cobbler? Apple pie. It's good stuff.
0: It sounds good. I don't, um, I think in the crazy cake versus pie debate, I know I'm supposed to choose pie and I choose cake. If ice cream cake can be one of the cakes, I choose cake. Here's
1: my feeling on cake versus pie. I think cake is way more satisfying, despite pie being the better dessert. When I think of cake, I think of the experience. You have cake at birthday parties, weddings. It's something where it's like, it's 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 just a, a staple of what's going on around it versus a pie. It's like the end of a bitter Thanksgiving dinner. Like, if I'm remembering the pie, the
0: rest of it was awful. <laughs> I think when people think of the cake versus pie debate, they picture the best pie they've ever had, and they picture the shittiest cake they've ever had. But if I picture the greatest, luxurious, rich, chocolate, like, lava cake, I want—you don't want a lava cake over a pie? Mm. Does that count? Does that count as cake? Uh,
1: I don't know if it would. It's like, uh, like, true Italian pizza doesn't count as pizza. Like, pizza should be deep-dish, shitty,
0: (laughs) New York slice, or whatever. Wow. I don't know if we can go forward with you saying Italian pizza is not pizza. <laughs> when
1: I think of cake, I think of the homemade Sarah Lee, Betty Crocker, like the yellow cake with chocolate icing. And that is just the best for me. I don't know if it's the best for you. <laughs> the the most elaborate wedding cakes are never that good.
0: In I my like opinion. chocolate. If it's a good chocolate cake, I will probably enjoy it. I also love ice cream. There's some consi- There's something that happens, and we'll start the show in a second. There's something that happens. Have we not started the co- show yet? The combination <laughs> of that, the combination of the textures and the consistency of the soft, moist cake and the ice cream up against each other. It's There's something magical about that. I really do love it.
1: I do appreciate that. I think I might prefer ice cream with pie. You know what, though? I, Here, like- I also I eat my cake in a bowl of milk like it's cereal, and that is just the best. <laughs> you find a little frosting uh- <laughs> surprise in the in the bottom. When we had birthday yeah. parties as kids, my parents would ask the guests and the kids and everyone, plate or bowl? Because all of us wanted a bowl so we could pour milk all over it, get it all soggy Wait, and yummy.
0: so I was sure you were joking, and you kept going on and on, and now I think you might be serious? I'm absolutely serious. You'd eat cake in a bowl with milk? Absolutely. All right, we might have to stop this podcast at episode five, folks, just early on. I'm not sure I can continue this. It's
1: the same satisfaction I know. of cookies, cookies and milk. It's the same satisfaction. No, you're
0: totally right. And I was just describing the wonderfulness of the ice cream and the cake consistency. And your you're, that's comparable. It's a version of that. It's, yeah. it's a version of that. If the ice cream had completely melted and then it became this disgusting atro- uh, just okay. atrocity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, if you don't know, Floor is Lava is um, a game show reality TV show on Netflix where contestants compete to get to the end of an obstacle course without touching the ground. The show is hosted by Rutledge Wood. Do you want to hear two anagrams for Rutledge Wood, Andrew? If you have two to spare, for sure. I have three written down, actually.
1: <laughs> what?
0: But I'm just going to go with two of them. Uh, the first one is lewd, rude go-to. Wow, that, is, that might be my favorite yet. Yeah. Lewd, rude, go-to. And the second one is Ed growled out. Ed growled out, okay. Now, both of these reminded me of movies as the anagrams did a couple weeks ago. This will be a short game for nothing. What do you think rude, lewd, go-to reminded me of? I'll give you two shots at it. And remember, these are pretty on the nose. Lewd, rude, go-to. I think the first that comes to mind is bridesmaids when they're pooping in the street. (laughs) No, that's not it. But actually the third anagram that I didn't bring up was do we ogle turd? Oh. And the answer for that one is bridesmaids. Oh, interesting.
1: I think I recently read an article about how that scene was not Supposed to be in the movie, and then producers push for it. And so the cast is like, All right, fine.
0: I buy it. Kind of seems like a trailer scene. Sure. So take one more guess for lewd, rude go to. I, I, I'm on the gross out movie train. There's something about Mary. Uh, no. So this is literally a quote in the movie You lewd, crude, rude bag of pre chewed food, dude. Oh my God. What is that? <laughs> uh, and then everyone screams, BANGERANG! Oh, damn it, Hook. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, any thoughts about the second anagram? Ed growled out. I actually thought of two movies for this one, so take two guesses, and if you hit either movie, you get it right. Mm, This is on the nose, but Edward Scissorhands? That's it. You got it. Moving on. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so lewd, rude, go-to, and Ed growled out. And a bonus, do we ogle turd? Dewey Ogle Turd. Rutledge Wood's name is so great and lends itself to so many wonderful anagrams. Thank you, Rutledge Wood. Rutledge Wood is a father. I didn't know that. He's got kids. Yeah, which actually comes up when they discuss the location. So let's seamlessly segue right into that.
1: Transitional sting.
0: So the location for episode five of Flora's Lava is The Study. And Rutledge Wood says at the top, In my study, I have to stay alert because my daughter's toys are all over the floor. Floor is toys. (laughs) It's interesting. I wonder if his daughter is
1: like, yeah, I have to stay alert in my game room because my dad has his laptop everywhere. (laughs) Kids perspective.
0: (laughs) It's so cute. (laughs) It is so cute. Every goddamn time. They always write one poetic sentence to describe the location every week and I I don't know why I enjoy it this week it was the study is a deceptive mix of familiar furniture and adventure supplies yeah I feel like that took a couple drafts right seems a little complicated for a first draft (laughs)
1: yeah
0: it's like that every week this location, it's a study. It's a little all over the place. It looks kind of like a hunter's game room slash museum. Every slash box storage room, because there are boxes everywhere. Yeah. Let's quickly, let's quickly go over the location. Down the middle, there's a, an armchair, a chess table, another armchair, a couple sofas divided by a table in the middle. From the second sofa, you can jump onto a globe. That will take you to a cargo net that will get you to a big desk of Africa that's in the middle of the room. And then there's a canoe that's hanging upside down, high up in the air, that's basically got monkey bars on the bottom and you can monkey bars across the canoe toward a little box at the exit. Around the other side, there's a wall of sconces. If you go to the right, um, seems like a pretty easy wall. You can climb across with a rope in the middle that'll let the cargo net down. Had two options for ledges. Two options for ledges, just to be helpful, <laughs> just because they literally didn't remove it from when it was the constellations from right. three weeks ago. <laughs> what else did they not remove from last week, Andrew? What do you get to at the end of the wall of sconces? Drawers. <laughs> the literal kitchen drawers from <laughs> yeah. last week. Yeah. We're getting a little lazy, right? We're getting a yeah. little lazy. From the drawers, you get on another canoe that's similar to the canoe towards the exit. That canoe will lead you to the Africa table in the middle, and that's essentially everything going on with this location. There are less paths in this location than previous ones. I didn't hate it, but just a fact. Yeah, I like this location,
1: reusing some stuff. Makes me wonder, do you think they use the same water for the whole season? Is it the same (laughs) pool, same pit of lava uh, that they're just building around? Does the construction crew have to work around, do they have to deal with the
0: fucking Florida's lava all season long? <laughs> um, yeah, that would be that would be odd. I want to see the game show of setting up the, the set every week. Yeah. <laughs> that seems way more exciting. A little random, Rutledgewood also says there are two mechanisms that can help you. One is the rope in the middle of the wall that brings the net down. And the other is a crank at the end that'll lower the final canoe. So instead of monkey bars, you go across the top of it. Which seems almost as treacherous, but we'll get to that. There's also a Yeti in the corner. The abominable snowman, you know? Yeah. (laughs) That is a hard word to say.
1: Abdominal snowman. Let me ask you this. What mythological creature would you recreate from the sets that we've seen?
0: Uh, explain that to me.
1: So from the rooms that we've seen, what would you repurpose from the props to make a, create a mythological creature that may or may not, you know, already have a name?
0: Uh... I
1: would assume that the first one that you would make is the pizza peel goose. Take one of the geese from the rotisserie. By the way, did they ever make a, your goose is cooked joke? I don't think so. Anyways, I'd put the... (laughs) Pizza peel through its body and then paint a face on the pizza peel. And it would be the peel peel goose. And then I'd throw that in the study. <laughs> Very
0: good. <laughs> yeah, that makes about as much sense as the Yeti. I'm thinking some sort of obelisk creature. Oh, with interesting. With the obelisk is like a body. Okay. <laughs> and the telescope as my eye. Okay. From this planetarium episode. Okay. yeah, yeah. So the body, actually, I'm going to change the body to the drawers, like in a Dali painting. This is going to be a surreal monster with an obelisk as the head, telescope eyes, drawers for a body, and uh, canoe for legs. (laughs) It's a boat. Great. All right, moving on. Yeah, let's move on. Team one is, are the flight attendants. We got Jocelyn. We got Chicklet. We got Michelle. I got a good vibe from this team out of the gate. Yeah. I liked their style. They put thought into it. They were like wearing these matching neckerchiefs. Yeah. I think the style throughout the episode was actually really good. Pretty good. With the flight attendants, you could tell there was a lot of, like, inside jokes and things we weren't totally privy to in their interactions.
1: They seem horny, (laughs) but I don't think that it's, like, from a place of sexual frustration. I think that they Mm. are
0: very active uh, (laughs) out there in the air. These flight attendants are kind of what you think of when you think of flight attendants. Yeah. Just sexually free... Lovers in different area codes, we'll say. So let's just explain. They say they met in the air. They bonded on layovers. What happens on layovers stays on layovers. So Andrew and I aren't just making this shit up. They were talking about sex the whole episode.
1: Yeah, they call them special moments they can't talk about. Michelle had a great story. She said that... Uh, people don't think that she's as strong as she actually is. She won two world championships in Taekwondo. Yeah, which
0: is impressive. Yeah. And they're, these aren't the youngest folks. They're like middle age or it's, they say they're 50 or 51. We know that Michelle is 54 and Jocelyn's 51. Okay. Chicklet may be a little younger. I'm not sure. Chicklet is mm, what?
1: 17. <laughs>
0: Chicklet says his real name is Aaron, but he goes by Chicklet. He does drag, which started at charity events, but he really likes making people laugh and being in front of audiences. And this team is the first team that says they're donating their money to a cause if they win, to uh, some flight attendance association called Wings. The Wings Foundation. uh, Which seems like a noble cause. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They enter the arena. Jocelyn is pumped, jumping up and down. They're all very excited. Then Chicklet says, there are going to be some delays, and that is the first of about 10 million airplane puns.
1: Do you think Rucker Hauer was a little bit like, ooh, I, now I can't use that pun? Like, he was, had to stretch his, his
0: inspiration a little bit? He said, and he broke his pencil, crossing it off his list of jokes.
1: <laughs> I had so much delays material. So Dewey Oggle Turd sets up the course and then he says, and don't touch the ground because the floor is. And these guys were chomping at the bit to say lava. They were they were into it.
0: Yes. We comment on this with every team. It gives them immediate. Are you having fun out there and acting points in some sense? And teamwork if they harmonize.
1: Yes. Should we try to harmonize? I'll go low. I'll go high. Lava,
0: <laughs> we can't do it okay so let's get into their race michelle considers going over the wall of sconces but they realize Chicklet is taller and height is a big factor when doing the wall of sconces so he goes that direction
1: <laughs> he also pushes back when they volunteer him
0: and he goes i'm not six five i'm barely six foot after Chicklet says maybe I should do that, they go, "Yeah, you're six five, and they're just we're getting a glimpse of their playful banter with each other. So they're they're just constantly roasting each other and making yeah. jokes with each other, and it's really
1: great. There's also this low hum, this like ambient noise along as he's making his way along the sconces, and he's going, "No, no,
0: no, 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 no." Chicklet is very funny, very funny. He had a lot of great lines. So yes, Chicklet does go across the wall of sconces. He unties the rope, which brings the cargo net down, seeming to scare him. (laughs) Then he gets to the drawers at the end of the wall. He goes, what do I do now? What do
1: I do now?
0: (laughs) Michelle goes, go
1: for the drawer. Open the drawer. (laughs) I liked how she said it, and I'm probably going to say that like that for the rest of my life
0: uh in reference to the drawers drawers chicklet goes what did you lose what am i looking for <laughs> and um it was one of the funniest lines i've heard on Floor is lava
1: yeah he's great man
0: then they say hang tight baby and chicklet says hang tight onto what <laughs> he's very quick yeah jocelyn tells him to use the monkey bars on the canoe chicklet looks at it and thinks no fucking way and he heads back the other direction.
1: Yeah, he goes, I cannot monkey bars. Like, it's the <laughs> most ridiculous idea. says, I feel like I'm on an island.
0: Decides to go back across the wall of sconces. While he's going back across the sconces, they just show one close-up of his toes just dancing, tiptoeing along the foothold, and it was a really beautiful, beautiful moment.
1: Yeah, uh, Michelle starts Taking her route, she goes to chair one, she goes to the table in the chair, uh, makes her way to the first couch. Chicklet goes, Michelle, you're a couch jumper anyway. And that gets a big laugh from the group. Yes. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> Which, for those of you that might be, might never have heard of couch jumper because it's not a thing, he, it's their terminology for a couch surfer. <laughs> so he, yeah. presumably, unless this is a private joke, is saying that Michelle is a couch surfer, uh, but calling it a couch jumper.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. God, you are a stickler for proper terminology. I think he was pivoting off the word jump, but no, he fucked up, man. Yeah. (laughs) Michelle makes a sketchy hop to the table between the couches. She's doing great. Jocelyn's following her. The ladies are making great progress. Rutledge Wood, I've really noticed that Wood has a very specific pattern and rhythm of delivering jokes. And it involves really emphasizing the last word or the second half of the phrase. And he goes, the ladies are making excellent progress. Their estimated time of arrival is soon." <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's like, that's Rutledge Wood, that's that. That's so Rutledge. That's that Ed growled out rhythm. That's so
1: dewy ogle turd. <laughs> So Jocelyn is making her way across, gets on the table, skids a little bit, goes for the second couch and slides onto her back, which is the biggest fall that we see that we've seen so far in this team's run.
0: Her legs slip out from under her and her head kind of slams backwards and hits the couch. But she's totally fine because it's a couch.
1: She recovers. These guys are in complete control. Michelle goes to the globe, she hops onto the net, kind of one fluid move. I expected the the globe to spin, which was uh, fine, I guess, if you don't want it to spin.
0: Yeah, it turns out to be a stationary beach ball.
1: Uh, And then she's on the net, and she is using
0: all of her upper, upper body strength to keep from falling. So I think the way the course is laid out, you're supposed to go from the net to the Africa desk, take a breather, figure out the rest of the course. She transfers directly from the net to the final canoe, straight to the monkey bars. I was like tired for her. I could feel my arms hurting. And she just goes all the way to the exit. Basically from the globe to the net, to the monkey bars, to the exit in one crazy physical feat. And yeah, Taekwondo world champion, you are fucking impressive. (laughs) Michelle just completely destroys the, the course. Yeah. Meanwhile,
1: Chicklet is uh, having some issues in the back, which is fine. Doesn't like the pillows. No one likes pillows, but he's making his way along. Hits the uh, the chairs, and he's like hesitant to go onto the first couch. He goes, "I am not a couch potato." <laughs> Jocelyn, fantastic leap to the globe to the net. She starts making her way across. Uh, Rutger, for the second, third, maybe fourth time. Brings up her age,
0: which, uh, okay, kudos, they're older. Once you're past 50, it's just impressive to see you out of the house with combed hair and brushed (laughs) teeth.
1: Jocelyn is now on the desk. Michelle is in the winner's chamber, and she releases the canoe. She starts cranking that down, yanking that crank, tongue out
0: of the side of her mouth looking real funny. (laughs) Yeah, this is actually part of Michelle's crazy fluid run from the globe to the net, to the canoe, to the finish, to immediately cranking that crank and bringing the canoe down. Yeah. Jocelyn gets on the canoe, but it's very unstable. She has to get on her butt and kind of straddle it facing backwards.
1: Michelle goes, Jocelyn, I'm looking at your butt again.
0: I want to stop looking at your butt. What is the story there? So she doesn't say that. She sings that. She sings, Jocelyn. I wanna stop looking at your butt again. Whoa, Michelle I love is it. crazy.
1: I love it. Jocelyn says, "You've never had, <laughs> you've never had my butt so much." Uh, I don't know if that's a direct quote.
0: None of them are making sense. They're in the throes
1: of excitement.
0: They're lo- they're
1: loopy. They're I love loopy. It. At the, they're just this having moment. a blast. Uh, Jocelyn crosses the finish line. Chicklet, poor Chicklet, buddy, alone on the table. (laughs) He's out there. He goes, why is standing
0: so hard? Yeah, Chicklet is on the table between the couches, and he decides the chandelier might be his best bet to the Africa table. But he's also a little afraid, and he goes, I'm 220 pounds. I should not be swinging from chandeliers. (laughs) He finally does it, and it turns out to be pretty much nothing and very easy for him. Jocelyn calls out, now
1: who's the swinger? Which, again, what are these freaks up to? <laughs> They're having sex. They're pretty open about it. It's like, how do you how do you decode this? <laughs> so Chicklet gets to the desk. He has this one last leg to go. He sits on the canoe.
0: Yeah, he is also facing backwards on his butt in a similar position to Jocelyn. Michelle starts cracking jokes.
1: Reach around, reach around. Chicklet goes... I swear to God, I'm gonna slap you. Shut up!
0: (laughs) These guys have fun. Yeah, there are a couple poles suspending the canoe. So she's actually telling him to reach around and grab the pole. So it's good advice, but also very comical. It's just the level of quickness these teammates have with each other and how close they are that they can kind of attack each other on such personal levels. It's really great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Chiglint makes it to the crate uh, and he goes, you're not gonna catch me. Just move out of the way. (laughs) And then he makes it, and the three have crossed.
0: His final jump to the exit is great. He lands on his knees. It really hurt me as somebody who has occasional knee problems. (laughs) And um, they got three points. The only question is, did they do it fast enough? Considering Chicklet went around the right side of the course, then turned around and had to go the whole other direction. But very impressive from the flight attendants, and three points. I
1: would assume for as well as they ran this course, pretty deliberate, in every their every action, Rutger probably said, you know what? You guys have won. I'm going to call it for the rest of the day. Why don't we do your exit interview? I'm going to go home. This is a surefire <laughs> win. What could possibly happen to change that? Well, let's see. We'll be right back. Favorite Rutger Hauer movie? Oh, it's not time for a break. L.O. Fain. Uh, which is uh, comedy, uh, Danish for all for one. They guys, they they love it. They love this movie.
0: All right, let's rank the flight attendants. What would you give the flight attendants in acting? No deaths to respond to, which is our normal bar for acting. Yeah. So I give them a zero. No, Uh, (laughs) I think they were just themselves.
1: That was enough for me. It didn't feel like we were in the room. Like, they were just doing this on their own. Like, it, it felt candid the whole run. I'm going to give them a 9 for acting. And I'm going to give Natalie Portman an 11 for acting. Ah, Natalie Portman.
0: It's hard when there's no deaths. How do you, how do you interpret it? I'm give him a 9. Great. Moving on to teamwork. Solid teamwork. Solid teamwork. Michelle <sighs> was don't... very supportive. Michelle... Michelle was both crushing the course herself and simultaneously motivating her teammates and helping Chicklet giving him the strength to go back across the wall.
1: Now that she's a superhero like she could potentially be Thor and she was holding the hammer at Comic-Con and all that. I'd be interested to see how she fits into the Avengers in this next phase. I'm going to give Natalie Portman cautiously an 8. For teamwork. Do I have to rank the flight attendants? That's all
0: you have to rank. I'll give them a 10 for teamwork. (laughs) I'm giving the flight attendants an eight for teamwork because they make fun of each other a lot. And yes, they are such close friends, they can take it. But I might not want people bringing up that I jump from couch to couch. I might not want people bringing up that reach around is something I'm so familiar with. I might not want somebody to bring up me swinging in Africa. The potential is there for a meltdown between this friendship, and for that, I give them an eight.
1: I think for that reason, that there wasn't a meltdown on camera speaks to their teamwork, so I'm sticking with my ten.
0: That smarts. In general, this team did great, so I have to be looking for reasons (laughs) to not give them tens with everything. In terms of that smarts, It wasn't smart for Chicklet to go all the way around and then realize he couldn't do that canoe thing and then go all the way back. That's not the ideal course of action. And then like Michelle said, lowering the canoe almost made it more difficult to cross the final canoe. I almost feel like that could have been the right choice.
1: He did swing on the chandelier. That might actually be a point for them in the positive direction, in the black. Lowering the canoe? No, for the chandelier. So for that, I'm going to give them a. I'm going to give
0: them an eight for smarts. I am also giving them an eight for all the opposite reasons. Great, but I do think Natalie
1: Portman for that smarts. I think she would enter the room, see the route she could take, finish it. Maybe I wouldn't say more than four minutes and forty five seconds.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna bump her up to twelve on that smarts. Cool. Mia having fun out there, I'm giving them I'm giving them a nine. They had a lot of fun out there, but I also think they took it seriously and Chicklet Borderline did not have fun out there. <laughs> so, so I'm giving them a I'm giving them a nine.
1: I feel like Chicklet might have been working through some fear in those moments where he might not have been having the most fun, but I think at the end of the day, I think he even says it in the post interview that he he was surprised at how well he did. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm going to give them a nine for Are They Having Fun Out There. Natalie Portman would have fun out there. Her casting as Jackie O was very deliberate. She's graceful. She's controlled. She's, you know, she she her, her career is very by design. But she still leaves room for, like, the SNL rap videos, doing VO on The Simpsons. She was in Mars Attacks. And even finding comedy in, like, more uptight pieces like Hotel Chevalier, uh, God, the accompanying I'm short be cutting some to of this Natalie the Darjeeling stuff. Limited. <laughs> um, what did I say? Did I give her a die ranker yet? I'm going to give her a 10 for Are They Having Fun Out There.
0: All right. I said a bunch of negative stuff for having fun and gave him a 9. And you said a bunch of positive stuff and gave him a 9. So I'm bumping mine down to a 7. Okay, should I bump mine up to 11? There's no higher than 10 for the teams. Can I give them five and a half twice? Yeah, but there's a one-point tax. <laughs> I think Chiclet in the moment, like, I think this course might have honestly taken like two years off of his life. It was so stressful for him. <laughs> Do you
1: think that it was a real drag for Chiclet? Mia style. <laughs> Seven for flight attendants, 13 for Natalie Portman. Wow, harsh. 15 for Natalie Portman? (laughs) Uh, Oh No, okay, you're right. Eight, Eight for style for flight attendants.
0: I'm looking at the flight attendants right now. They're in grayscale, which I love, gray and black. They have matching blue socks, matching neckerchiefs. I give them a 10. How do you do better than this on this show? They're crushing it. Hey, we gotta disagree somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I gotta stick to an eight, uh,
1: but I will say that Natalie Portman also uses her style to make a statement. Times up. So, did you land on a fifteen or a thirteen for Natalie? Thirteen on style for Natalie, but she she makes a statement with the times up. And then this last Oscars, she had the names of several artists that weren't nominated that should have been embroidered onto the edge of her of her ensemble. Uh, and I thought that was pretty cool. I can't remember if it was female directors, but I think it
0: was. Mia height, I'm giving them a nine because even though Chicklet was only six feet, they played like he was six five agreed. I think that's a valid point.
1: I mean, they just played being shorter so well and so capable, even like the monkey bars I was concerned about, yeah, um, they said
0: Jocelyn was five one or five two, and it did not slow her down for a second,
1: yeah. And then, but also, even even Michelle on the Monkey Bars at the end, I'm like, how distant are they from each other? But she crushed it. Yeah, I'm going to give them a
0: nine for height. Real quick, we're, we'll play this new game we have every week. What's the real height of Natalie Portman? I'm going to give Natalie Portman
1: a nine for height, and I'm going to say that her real height is five six lower. I'm going to say that Natalie Portman's height taller than 5'2". Five 5'4"? Five Lower. Really? 5'3"? Got it. Interesting. Mia eyes. Natalie Portman gets an 11 for eyes. Flight attendants get... God, that might be where they fall for me. I'm going to say... Because it's not where I fell for them. Mm. It's... <laughs> I'm going to say the flight attendants get... A six for eyes, because they have six eyes.
0: Yeah, I would give them a standard six for six eyes as well, except for the fact that Michelle, on her final run from the net to the canoe to the exit, Mm -hmm. she did have a look in her eyes that I noticed, and it was so determined and so fierce, they get one extra point for a seven. All right, you might have sold me. I'm going to give them seven for eyes as well. (laughs) I
1: didn't have any complaints about their eyes. I thought they had nice eyes, but it wasn't like how much can I really give you? How much can I really give
0: you with those yeah. eyes? Je ne sais quoi. Not a lot of mystery to this team because I think they're they're showing you who they are. I would still
1: argue that Natalie Portman gets 14
0: for je ne sais quoi, though. I will not be taking the other side of that argument.
1: I don't think that the flight attendants have any impact on Natalie Portman's je ne sais quoi. Did I suggest that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> if
0: someone were to have that argument, I'd be like, the, the two seem unrelated. We'll find that guess for next week. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm still figuring out how to rank je ne sais quoi.
1: So my interpretation of je ne sais quoi for this team is less a
0: mystery, but wanting to know more about what I do know. <laughs> this fucking <laughs> category. The definition of je ne sais quoi is something that cannot be adequately described or expressed.
1: Yeah, so I think that's my interpretation of je ne sais quoi for this team. So it's less a mystery. Like I think with Natalie Portman, it's more of a mystery. I think with these guys, I just don't know how to describe what I like. Uh, so I'm going to give them a an eight for je ne sais quoi.
0: So is that the test? We try to adequately express a team, and the worse we do, the higher the je ne sais quoi? I like it. What do you mean by express? Just describe. So I'll try to express the flight attendants right now. They are almost archetypes of flight attendants. They live to hook up with swingers on layovers. They don't want attachments to anything, including the ground. They say what they think and think what they say. I feel like they aren't a huge mystery. I'm giving them a five in je ne sais quoi. I can express them. Okay, let me try here. So how long do I have, 30 seconds? 30 seconds, hit it. Oh, easy. Okay.
1: So the flight attendants, uh, so it's, it's Michelle, Jocelyn and Chicklet. Um, they're, uh, I'm going to go feed my hens. They're just like, they're really, they're, they're like, uh, they're pretty sexual. Um, what's uh, going on in here? They're, What'd you get? Let uh, you friends. guys get out. Their friends. Their friends. Their friends. They they you get they, they fly the together and laser guns. Um, I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I've done. I'm sorry for what just, I've done. Okay. Yeah. I promise. I didn't know any better. I, I, I was, didn't know any better. Okay. I well, did okay, know so better. Okay. So Michelle, sorry. she uh, is. Oh god. Oh god. The cow's here. You're protecting me, cow. Let me start with Jocelyn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jocelyn is is is
1: just very
0: you know. You know, you know what I like about it? okay okay did you get did you get anything out there
1: oh you didn't hear any of that uh, okay so I'm actually gonna I I did it I expressed them very very easily I was very succinct uh, I'm gonna give them a four for je ne sais quoi which is interesting because I didn't think that I they I thought they would get higher but yeah I I expressed them pretty uh pretty well if I do so myself so it, will you are you editing this or should should, can someone else edit this, maybe,
0: this time? I mean, I wouldn't mind you helping out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, should we take a break? And then, uh, yeah, just you can just send me that file and just delete whatever you
0: have on your computer. It's backed up on Time Machine already.
1: Transitional sting.
0: All right, let's get into the second team, the fierce ladies on fire, Sherry, Anna, Shauna.
1: Fierce ladies on fire. Two sisters
0: and their best friend. They had no pictures together. All of them were two of them at a time. There wasn't much going on in their testimonial, so we're not going to give it that much time. They seemed not to have a great rapport with each other, and I, I didn't I didn't love the relationship I was feeling from them. <laughs> it felt a little
1: forced. I felt like Sherry's nerves out of the gate were, eh, she was a little tight. Shauna or Shana? Shauna? Shauna. Shauna says, it's just the two of us, and we're about three and a half years apart. And then Sherry corrects her and says three and three quarters. Not necessary, Shauna. Not necessary for us to even talk about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. I didn't even write it down. Um, Then they introduce Annie as their sister from the other mister. Very strange. Interesting.
1: But there's no relation between them. No. And... Sherry has this weird shoulder touch, which just spoke to them not necessarily being that close, maybe.
0: The fact that these moments we just mentioned are what was kept in the testimonial showed that these ladies gave the producers very little to work with. I I I can't believe this is the testimonial they cobbled together. Even
1: the posture of Annie as the sister from the other mister, she was... Shouldered up to the other two versus being open to camera
0: Yeah, let's see if this energy is going to take them to the finish line Let's get into it They enter, they seem nervous They kind of scream lava with Rutledge Wood But it, not very committed mm. And then I, I have written down the lava erupts around them And I really like their reaction to that Sherry kind of laughs knowingly like I see what's fucking going on here <laughs> like Like, you motherfuckers And I kind of liked it
1: Yeah, I felt like that was the first moment of it being real for them. Totally. Yeah. So they see the wall. They see the wall of sconces. And Sherry ends up taking the wall. She releases the rope. Drops the cargo net,
0: keeps going. I thought you might have pointed out, similar to Kay, they were all hands on deck getting Sherry up to that wall all of sponsors. <laughs> one of the women was ha- holding Sherry up to the wall, and then the other was holding the one that was holding Sherry. It was like a little train. In my mind, I was like, this is going to fucking kill Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jamie Fox. Are we looking at Ray 4? <laughs> I hope everybody's listening to all our previous episodes <laughs> as this podcast collapses in on itself. Um, I also noted, maybe for acting points, while Sherry is releasing the rope, she looks up right into the camera. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Hilarious. There's an overhead camera. She looks right into it. They keep the shot. I don't know. First rule of acting. Don't look in the camera. Minus points. Minus points. Any... Wait, that went down? I think that went down regarding the cargo net. I like that because it kind of shows if you're going to have a rope, if you're going to have a big button on a console in a space station, something that should be undeniably noticeable should happen. And I actually did think a little net dropping a little bit wasn't enough for that rope. And I thought it was funny that they were like, did something, what, did anything just happen? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I was with them on that. I was like, yeah, no, barely, barely anything just happened.
1: Yeah, Annie is supportive to Sherry as she's going across. She's noting, adjust your weight, shimmy, 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 she says. Hey, Annie
0: was very vocal from the uh, entrance point for the entire course.
1: I liked Annie. She was, uh, she was trying to help him out.
0: Hard.
1: Disagree. Uh, Sherry gets to the drawers, and then Shauna and Annie are still at the entrance. Shauna gets to the chair, the table, the second chair, the first couch.
0: Shauna Shana is When does Shauna say, oh, my lordy, lord, lord? I don't know, but it happens somewhere, and it's great. (laughs) Sherry finally decides to try to tackle the canoe monkey bars.
1: Hell, yeah. She says, okay, when she's on the bars, and I felt like that was the first moment that she uh, released her nerves, and she was like... I loved that, okay. It really stood out. And
0: now she was ready to have fun. It was also like her recognizing again, kind of like the lava er- erupting. Like, I see what's going on here. I see what I need to do. Okay. I see what you need f- producers <laughs> yeah. have made me, need to, have, made me uh, have to face here. It took them a minute, but now she's getting into it. Despite all of this, it does not look good for Sherry. It does not look good. She's laughing. She's kind of freaking out, nervous laughter. It feels like everything is falling apart. It was fun to watch, though, I thought. Her friends are trying to help her. Annie will not stop talking. Swing your legs. Build momentum. Swinging your legs is not good. That's just going to tire you out. Momentum, not a thing she needed. She needed to conserve energy and just focus and concentrate. You're almost there. She's lying. She's not even halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> and Annie still hasn't left the entrance. She doesn't know what to do. She's just shouting stuff out. Sherry then goes, oh, no, it's slippery. And there's a look on her face. We all know where this is going. Shauna goes, no, 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 no. Keep going. She could see the writing on the wall. And uh, Sherry Sherry falls off the canoe into the burning lava. That was it. That was it for them. Because the first team got three points, kind of set up a dramatic episode. Every other team needs to go perfect. One player in the lava, you're done. They just end your race right there. So do you think that they pulled
1: the team off the course?
0: I wondered that myself, and it feels... My instinct is they don't, and they edit it to make it seem like it ended there, but I really have no idea. What do you think?
1: It's hard to tell from a logistical standpoint of... When they shoot the post interview, because I'm starting to think they shoot the pre and post after because the post always makes reference to the course, whereas the pre is like general excitement because Sherry was nervous in the pre interview made me think that she was feeling bad about having the fall.
0: Man, we're going to have to reevaluate all of the acting if what you're saying is true, because that I means mean, they're all acting in those opening segments like hard. But.
1: Shanna's uh, uh,
0: I'm sorry. And then, I only know that my, my mom's best friend is Shana. Oh, nice. I didn't realize they were so close. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Shanna. It's, Sh- I, love, I can't believe I just said that. It's, Sh- it's Shanna. I'm all fir- turned around in my head. Wait, so your mom's best friend is Shanna or? Both. My mom's best friend is Shanna and the person on the show is Shanna. I just had it totally turned around.
1: Wait, so is this a conflict of interest if your mom is best friends with one of the contestants?
0: Yes, I cannot be trusted. (laughs) Uh, She says, I'm a mad monkey. I'm a mad monkey. Sounds close to an expression, but not. Yeah. (laughs) Sad monkey? Sad panda? Mad Max? Who knows? Mad, 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 mad panda? (laughs) Yes. But that was
1: interesting foreshadowing for this last team to compare oneself to a monkey, which we'll get to later. I do think their favorite Rutger Hauer movie is Bride Flight, which you would think it being about a flight is something the flight attendants would like, but they actually, they prefer the Danish one. This this team they just really love that movie.
0: Bride Flight is a great title. Yeah, it just spells it out. So I know, Andrew, you've seen every single one of these Rutger Hauer movies you bring up, otherwise you wouldn't recommend them as somebody else's favorite movie. So what is Bride Flight about?
1: Oh, man. You know what? I think that comes down to ranking the je ne sais quoi about Bride Flight
0: because uh, if I could express... Okay, moving on. (laughs) Should we rank the teams? Yes. What do you give the fierce ladies on fire uh, in acting? (laughs) Seven. Pretty indifferent. There are poor reactions to the death. Um, we didn't mention them in the run, but but they're not great.
1: Yeah, did, I, I, did we even see the reaction to Sherry's death? I don't even
0: remember it. Anna laughingly says, no, Sherry. And Shanna goes, she was almost there. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm going to give him a seven for acting. No, that's too... I'm giving him a six. Fair. When you look at Sam Worthington... And his
1: filmography, should we say? That's the word for it. (laughs) He doesn't do much for me. Avatar, right? Yeah, Avatar, Clash of the Titans. He was on JAG. He was the lead in Terminator Salvation. What are you kidding me? I'm going to give Sam Worthington a six for acting on the
0: study level one. I like his name. I'd give his name a 10. His name's great. Sounds like he's kind of like in Deadwood or something.
1: Should we start ranking people's names, contestants' names, individually?
0: I like it, um, but not individually. Let's do it collectively for each team like we do all the other categories. All right, we're up to nine categories, folks. Maybe 10 if we get sass but it's not happening this week. <laughs> um, or commitment. Or commitment. Mia Name. Let's go back to the first team. We got Chiclet. That is a solid showing of a name. Michelle and Jocelyn. I'm giving them a nine. Are we ranking the 13 teams before? No, no. I think we'll just do the flight attendance today. Flora's Lava, the show, has 10 episodes. I think our podcast will have 11 episodes. And in the final episode, we'll take care of all this stuff we forgot about.
1: Rank Octavia Spencer for
0: teamwork. I'm sorry, Octavia. <laughs> yes, I forgot. I forgot we forgot that. So what are you giving the flight attendants for me name? So
1: am I ranking their individual names along with... I'm not ranking just their team name. I'm not ranking just flight attendants.
0: Oh, shit. This is the question. Are we ranking them on their real names or their team names? I thought real names. Okay. I feel like the producers come up with the other thing. So if we're
1: ranking Jocelyn, Chicklet, slash Aaron, and Michelle, I'm going to give them... An eight for Mia name, and I think Natalie Portman would get a twelve for name. Mia name is that her true name or is it a stage name? It's a stage name. Interesting. For the first ladies on fire, we had Annie, we had Sherry, we had Shanna, Shana. Shan, Shanna. <laughs> I'm gonna give them a six for Mia name. And I'm going to give Sam Worthington an uh, 11 for new name.
0: Oh yeah, that's the reason we started the category, huh? Mm-hmm. Sherry makes me think of Sherry's Berries, not a sponsor of the show. Yet. Shanna makes me think of my mom's friend, Shanna, who is the best. Okay. Annie makes me think of Annie Oakley. Okay. And they get an eight. Okay. Mia style. I don't personally love the look of this team's style, but I thought they had a good style. They were kind of matching in a certain way with this turquoise, and uh, they looked good. I don't know. I'm going to give them a solid eight for style. I liked it
1: too. I'm going to give them an eight for style. Sam Worthington, uh, six. <laughs> weak, weak,
0: unsubstantiated score. I told you I was running out of actors. <laughs> I get There are so many fucking actors. Wait, no, no, no. So what you should be running out of is Rucker Hauer movies, not fucking actors. Oh,
1: my God. Way more Rucker Hauer movies
0: than there are actors out there. Yeah, you know, there are negative two actors in every Rucker Hauer movie. <laughs> Mew teamwork. They didn't have a chance. They didn't have a fucking chance, but they didn't seem like they had great teamwork just in the pre-interview. Yeah, The reaction to the death didn't show much care. I gotta give them a six.
1: I actually thought that Annie and Shanna would pull more of the weight on teamwork than they actually ended up doing, especially considering Annie never even made it onto the course. I'm going to give them a seven for teamwork. I thought that my first impressions would hold up, and they didn't. Sam Worthington... Listen, I don't know any stories about him being hard to work with or anything like that. He could be
0: a very nice guy. Let me Google Sam Worthington pranks on set. (laughs) Tall and tan and young. (laughs) Uh, But I can't
1: imagine, I don't know.
0: (gasps) Actress Jennifer Aniston reportedly freaked out on her movie set after her co-star Sam Worthington played a prank on her. What was the prank? They were doing a scene in a graveyard, and Aniston voiced that she was creeped out by it, and then he went out of the way to kind of do some spooky shit or have somebody kind of whisper Jennifer from, like, a hidden vantage.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, Sam. You might very well be a nice guy, but for teamwork... Like, how were you, are you using this information? You get a six, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> six Krakatoa's Sam Worthington for
0: teamwork on... The study level one. Mia, that smarts. This team didn't have the smarts. You know what actually turned out to be smart is Chicklet realizing he didn't have what it takes to go across that canoe and going back across the wall. And if Sherry had done the same, she might still be alive today to tell the tale. I'm going to give um again, just a six.
1: Yeah, Mia, that smarts. I'm sure they're fine people, fine people on both sides of smarts. Uh, I'm going to give her... I always say that. (laughs) I'm going to give her... I'm going to give them six for that smarts. Worthington. Sam Worthington gets my benefit of the doubt, and I will give him higher than I think I should for that smarts. Sam Worthington gets a four. (laughs)
0: If anybody has a Andrew's Benefit of the Doubt stinger, send that in to audit I audit that at gmail.com. Again, gmail.gmail.com. A
1: lot of you have been uh, presumably sending it to the wrong domain.
0: I still haven't checked the email since week one. <laughs> Great. Andrew's Benefit of the Doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Mia having fun. They didn't have a lot of fun out there. I think it was almost too late for them once they realized the potential of fun that they could have had. Even in the pre-show testimonial, it seems like they're having the opposite of fun. Yeah. I'm giving them a four. I'm giving them a three.
1: Sam Worthington, he actually looks like he's having a blast. Clash of the Titans looks like, and I'm sure, I know it's a lot of CGI stuff, I'm going to give him a 10 for out of 15 Krakatoas
0: for are they having fun out there. That's actually not too good. Mia Height. This team wasn't naturally Height. Their Height didn't specifically hurt them on this course. They were out too early to find out. So in an attempt not to be unfair, I'll just give them a 7.
1: Yeah, uh, for Mia Height, I think there was a lot of potential there. We didn't get to see it. But regardless, they did come into the race being that tall. (laughs) So I'm going to give them an...
0: I'm going to give them a nine for height. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I feel like starting last week, your score stopped consistently reflecting reality. <laughs> uh, Sam Worthington, on the other hand,
1: gets a seven for height. Krakatoa's. But I'm going to make his scale out of 12 for this one. <laughs> Mia eyes. I think the Fierce Ladies on Fire... From your eyes, get an eight.
0: I'm getting nothing from what I see in their eyes from these photos. They're getting a six for six eyes. I really like Shanna's eyes.
1: I thought that they were practical and, yeah, practical above all else.
0: They were reasonable. (laughs) They were really businesslike. Yeah, you're right.
1: (laughs) If if if, if it was a zombie apocalypse, I'd want... Shanna's eyes. Sam Worthington. (laughs) For as much as so much of him bothers me, I don't mind his eyes, so I'm gonna give him an 11 out of 14 Krakatoa's for Mia's eyes.
0: Je ne sais quoi. I'm giving them a four for je ne sais quoi. I didn't love it. I'll give him a five. They say they wanna spend their money on a vacation and cocktails and on the heels of our noble flight attendants. I can't give him more than a four, je ne sais quoi.
1: I think Sam Worthington, he gets a three for je ne sais quoi because I feel like the main thing I wouldn't know about him is what's causing that smell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's gonna do it for Fierce Ladies on Fire. Fierce
1: Ladies on Fire.
0: We'll be right back. This transition brought to you by Jazz. Okay, let's talk about our final team, Total Package. Total package. I think this might have been the tightest and funniest pre-show testimony. It was good. It was solid. I still have notes. I'll always have notes. They basically <laughs> they basically hit two three beat jokes, one after the other, and got out. Unbelievably. We got Bryson, we got Guy, and we got Devin. These are three soon-to-be married cousins. Each want their marriage to be better than the other, and they plan on using the money if they win to spruce up their wedding. They somehow. each
1: want the best wedding of the three, and dividing up ten thousand dollars
0: to make it the best wedding. <laughs> Good luck, gentlemen. If you win. Yeah, R- Rutledge Wood points out how it's not enough money exactly to give them all the wedding of their dreams. Yeah. but I mean, the cake alone would run, what, like 25 bucks? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get that ba- that Baskin-Robbins mint chocolate chip mm. cake. That's like 25 bucks. Do you think bucks. these guys are cake or pie boys? I'm going cake, because I'm on such a cake cake. That'd be an interesting twist, though. Yeah, twist of the knife in my back. <laughs> Near the top, Bryson says, we're the total package. Devin's the brains, guy's the wild card, he can do a little bit of everything, and I'm the muscle. And that's kind of how they seem. That's like what they looked like if you had to guess what their roles were. <laughs> yeah, that red, I think.
1: And then, presumably, a producer off camera
0: asked them, what would you compare your reflexes to? <laughs> <laughs> and if that's the case, they then nail the answer, each one of them, <laughs> because... Bryson, who's the the muscle, he says he has the reflexes of Black Panther straight out of Wakanda. Then Guy says, I have the reflexes of a baby spider monkey. And
1: then you can hear Bryson go, mm. And then Guy, in response to Bryson's mm, goes, mm. (laughs) So he goes, I have the reflexes of a baby spider monkey. And then there's like a
0: little (laughs) mm echo. It was great. And then Devin says he has the reflexes of Superman if Superman were black. And he says, you blink, I'm already gone. See, I just came back. And he delivers it all <laughs> so dryly. I, uh, I really appreciate yeah. it. I'm, I'm loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah. <laughs> uh, solid reflexes all around. Then they go to their second three-beat joke kind of hit, which is what they're going to do with the money for their weddings. Bryson says he's putting the earnings toward getting boys to men. Guy says he's going to rent a giraffe. And Devin says, big ass yacht. Take it out on the water while the sun is setting. He's clearly the romantic of the bunch. Yeah.
1: I will say, too, just just to point out points where they're deserved, Devin's eyes. Wow.
0: Did you? I uploaded a photo of his eyes to the drive. It's,
1: I, I kind of want to. Will you send it to me? I'll make it my wallpaper on
0: my laptop. <laughs> Devin's eyes are quite something. They got like a sparkle to them. Yeah. Bryson's
1: underwhelming, but Devin's. Fantastic.
0: Okay, when they first enter the arena, they are pretty into it. But Bryson is nervous, and you think this is a bit at first, but uh, then you come to realize he's really nervous. Oh yeah. Devin says, "Is this supposed to be Africa?" Which is a valid question because this study is so fucking weird. Yep. <laughs> um, when Rutledgewood sets them up to scream, "Floor as lava," they all say "lava" like "lava, duh." And it was comical. It wasn't 100% commitment, but it was their way of doing it. And then the lava explodes and we see Bryson's nerves. He goes, I'm out. I, I think there's something over here. We we-, <laughs> we should just go. And he pretends like he's going to leave the course. Yeah.
1: Interesting strategy.
0: Yeah. But he's just messing around. He comes back, although he's honestly not messing around. He did not want to start this course. Oh, he was terrified. All right. Let's talk about it. So they have Guy, the shortest one, climb the wall of sconces, but you know what? He was tall enough, and it worked out. He gets to the rope, unwinds it, releases the cargo net, and gets to the chest of drawers without much of a problem. Anything to say about that? I don't know if I mentioned it earlier. The rope holder is soft. We
1: see a close-up. It's like spongy. It looks so nasty. (laughs) Clearly just spray-painted, like, cushion for insurance purposes. Did you call
0: it a rope holder? Yeah, I that's don't know what, what I would. Yeah, I don't know what you would call it—a rope sconce. Definitely not a rope sconce. <laughs> <laughs> I think a sconce has specifically to do with the candle lighting. Um, but what is it? It is, you know, when you pull down your blinds and then you wrap the string around a little hook. It's a hook. It's like the same type hook. of thing they have on docks that you like wrap your Oh around the yes, boat rope. Around. You know, there's a good word for that though. Fuck rope sconce. Ro- I like rope scones. <laughs> cleat. It's a cleat. Rope cleat. When Guy gets to the drawers, Bryson yells, check the drawers, maybe there's some money in there, we could use it for the wedding. <laughs> boys to Men is not cheap.
1: No. Out of the three, a giraffe would probably che- be cheapest, right?
0: I would say boys to Men's most expensive, then yacht, and then a giraffe. God, that's a good question. I have no idea. I don't have references for any of these things. The yacht,
1: I would assume, uh, thirty to fifty thousand, maybe for a few hours. Oh no, I'm thinking like the whole thing. You're thinking like buying a yacht, but like a big ass, like for a wedding. Like I'm thinking like not Carnival Cruise Line, but
0: something massive. Boys to Men Booking Agency genre R and B price under a hundred grand. It says uh, so a lot. Yeah. So it says they'll sing End of the Road, On Bended Knee, Four Seasons of Loneliness, It's So Hard to Say Goodbye, One Sweet Day, A Song for Mama, Water Runs Dry, and I'll Make Love to You. I feel like half of those are appropriate for a wedding. On
1: Bended Knee. On Yeah, on Bended Knee, great. You're not going to have I'll Make Love to You. You'll you won't have End of the Road. You're not going to have It's So Hard to Say Goodbye, yeah. right? That you should get a discount. If they're only doing like 3 songs, you should get a discount.
0: Yes except if you're getting boys to men you're having them sing I'll make love to you. Yeah, well, that type of stuff is not for everybody, so. All right. Uh, <laughs> what do we think they're at? 70 should we just
1: say 75,000? 75, 75,000. A yacht? I just feel like wedding venues are like a ton of money, right? Like $10,000 for some garden somewhere. <laughs> I would say a yacht would be like I'm going 20 to 30. A giraffe? Maybe Eight eight to 12. The yacht is probably like $1,500. I'm just, I'm picturing like just short of a cruise
0: line. (laughs) If you have like 200 people at your wedding, right? Look, okay, I got, there are a number of factors that affect, okay, super yacht is what you're picturing. And it says up to 150 grand for a super yacht to charter, to charter a super yacht. But charter means you're trying to go somewhere. I'm sticking to 20 to 30 giraffe in a pen with two trainers up to 3 hours 3750 to 4750 so just under $5000 price is good through January 2020 which means it means nothing now <laughs> All right got our answers very good answers to what I don't know even a tight edit of that will be incredibly unsatisfying
1: <laughs> All right so Devin is about to start what happens then Devin heads out to the armchair and the chess table. One thing I thought was smart is that uh, with him, he brought his two beautiful eyes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know what? I think he could have used some free hands, but he took those eyes with him, one in each hand, and still managed to perform (laughs) well on the course. Um, But actually, Devin, Devin comes out with these long, steps, right? He managed to get onto objects and across chairs without ever jumping. He just used his height. He very much heighted well. He took these long steps to each object. Also, when he gets to the chess table, Rutledge Wood or um, Rude Lude to has one of my favorite lines of all Floor's Lava, which was, Devin, passing through a chess game already in progress. Will he be failed by the Nimzo-Indian defense? That was some nerdy, nerdy chess That was some very nerdy shit. shit.
1: I tried to go down the rabbit hole of that, not knowing, like, strategy, chess strategy. And it was like Wikipedia. I had to click through blue link after blue link after blue link. <laughs> I don't know what Indian defenses are. I don't know what hyper modern or
0: whatever. Uh, oh, so you, you did go down. You wanted to find out what Nimzo Indian defense yes, was? Yes, okay.
1: Basic knowledge. We all know that Aaron Nimzowicz created it, but what's the Indian half of the Nimzo-Indian defense? And that's where it lost me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Sounds, it's probably the racist part of it. Maybe. Um, Anyway. I have no idea what fianchetto is.
1: (laughs) How do you say that? I've I've never read the word before in my life. Fianchetto. The development of a bishop by moving it one square to a long diagonal of the board.
0: Devin gets to the sofa very easily. Guy finally attacks the monkey bar canoe. He gets through it pretty easily, but has trouble with the dismount. He's having a hard time planting his feet on the Africa table, and the canoe keeps swinging him back, but he manages to figure it out, get his momentum in the right direction, and get onto the Africa desk. Little producer sabotage there with the soft edges. Yeah, they close up on his feet, touching the Africa desk. And yeah, it looks like a weird foam rubber, right? Yeah. Guy checks his emails... Wasting time when they have a chance to win this. Yeah, we didn't describe. There's like a laptop and some blueprints out on the Africa desk as part of their set decoration. He gets acting points for checking the email, though. He gets acting points. I bought it. Oh, for sure. Devin
1: uh, moves from the couch one to the table to the second couch. Bryson, buddy,
0: nervous. (laughs) Nervous. Hasn't even started the course. And then what happens the fir- for the first time ever in Flores' Lava History? Rutger Hauer uh, tells him to move it. <laughs> Rude, lude go to says, Bryson, you have to get in the game if you're hoping to hire boys to men for your wedding. And this was a huge lifting of the curtain of what the show is, because you could hear his voice come through like the speakers in the room. And then Bryson reacted to him and it was like, oh, OK, they, they do. This is probably going on all throughout the course. They're probably talking to them. It just never makes it to the edit.
1: Yeah, I do think that Bryson, I do think it was genuine fear, genuine nerves,
0: but he worked through it, and then he was hauling. So Bryson's finally taken off. Rutledge Wood says, they need to hurry. If those steps were a boy band, they'd be in sinking. Killing it. Laughs at his own joke. I am completely...
1: just smitten with Rutger Hauer right now. I I did write
0: in my notes, then he laughs. Ha 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 (laughs) ha ha. He really like maniacally laughed at his own joke. That was great. Now Bryson starts interacting with the Yeti that's in the corner. He goes, hey, Jeffrey, I ain't forgot about that $5 you owe me, Jeff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, meanwhile, the audience is like, hey, Bryson, we didn't
0: forget that you're terrified right now and you're trying to cope. Bryson wasted so much time not starting the race. And now he is distracted with the fucking Yeti. Bryson, get in it. (laughs) Bryson considers going for the antler chandelier. Devin goes to the globe and the net. This was a brilliant piece of teamwork. Devin didn't even have to make the hop to the globe. Guy is able to grab the net from the desk and bring it over to him. So he just has to grab it, just like cutting out one of the difficult moments. And I thought this was mucho teamwork.
1: Mucho teamwork, mucho that smarts. Guy thinking Huge how to smart. swing the net over just to take out one of the obstacles. It was great. At some point in there, Devin makes yet another comment about how he has the reflexes of Superman if he were black. Reflexes are incredibly important to these guys, <laughs> yet... Yeah. Immediately after making that statement, lava explodes
0: in Devin's face, to which he has no reaction to. (laughs) Also, before he gets on to the net, Guy goes, Indiana Jones swing, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't really make any sense. No, there's no
1: scene. There's no scene where he swings.
0: Bryson finally gets onto the chandelier and swings like just a little kid out on the recess yard. He swings his legs up in the air and is just completely messing around, having fun with it. You can tell that he has to move forward in the race because his nerves are getting are, are spiking
1: again. He goes, I don't know why my legs are shaking. <laughs> and so he knows yeah. that if he doesn't do something, it's just going to get worse. And he's going to get locked in like he almost did at the uh,
0: entrance. But then he confronts his fear... He jumps on the antler chandelier and suddenly it seems like all of that weight is lifted from him. He suddenly it was having awesome. a great time, swings his legs up high in the air, is just completely messing around and having fun on the chandelier. He yells,
1: Hey, thug life!
0: <laughs> and then he lands. <laughs> I miss that. And then he goes,
1: making another Black Panther reference, goes, Is this your king? Which was...
0: That's great. I feel like I missed that also. (laughs) Just a celebration. It was great. Now all three of them are on the Africa desk. Things are looking great for this team. The only question is, have they been going fast enough to beat the flight attendants?
1: Yeah. And then Guy stabilizes the canoe for Devin. Devin uh, gets to the crate, stabilizes the canoe for Guy. Guy gets to the crate. Devin gets to the exit. Guy stabilizes the canoe for Bryson. Bryson goes, I'm heavy. I'm a heavy boy. Quote. <laughs> and then he makes it to the crate. Guy scores, Bryson scores. Uh, and it's just almost a flawless run. And
0: then they try to give each other a handshake. Oh, wait, but real quick, because I this is a reference back to a previous episode on Bryson's final jump heals R.I.P. Nipsey Hussle and jumps oh, to the yeah. <laughs> finish line, making me think they shot this very close to um, Nipsey Hussle's death. Oh, possibly, um, yeah, yeah. That must have been fresh in the minds of the competitors. So it just really interestingly places Flora's Lava in a moment in time. A little time capsule for you. But yes, they do that secret hand, they do a secret handshake really badly. It was great.
1: Yeah, they just cannot land it. It's floundering. It's It's just swatting each other's hands.
0: It was two of them who were unsuccessful. And then, I can't remember. And then Bryson, like, took the handshake away. (laughs) You you guys blew it. Uh, But it was great. And then results are in. It is then revealed that Total Package completed the course faster than the flight attendants, and they won the episode. Yay! Yay! No, they were great. Unlike previous episodes, they don't really show the announcement. They don't even show, I think, Rutledge Wood in the same room as them. They don't. I think that goes back to my earlier theory
1: of when the flight attendants did so well, could Rutger Hauer just have left for the day? Maybe after, we do have the moment (laughs) later on when he's talking to Bryson, but that could very well have been a producer and they just, you know, sub in the audio with Rutger Hauer's later. But yeah, they don't get to meet Rutger Hauer. Bit of a strange ending. Yeah. There was a nice post-interview. I have written down Bryson makes terrible joke. Bryson talks about receiving the money in a bag and unzipping the bag. And then he decides no, it'd be better if he received it in a briefcase. So then he talks about <laughs> opening the briefcase. The other two, Guy and Devin are just watching Bryson kind of... <laughs>
0: do the math. It's a mess. Head, trying to get through this. It's joke. a mess of a post show testimonial. And then
1: Bryson still just unrelenting goes, uh, insert evil laugh. Ah, 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 ah.
0: <laughs> and then credits. This is why I have no notes for this section. It was a complete train wreck. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Cause after all that, it
1: was like, oh, okay, so guy and Devin completely miffed the handshake, but let's watch Bryson fail for about 45 seconds. <laughs> I will say, just looking at these guys and how they perform, their strategy, their interaction, their aspirations for their respective weddings, and also their, you know, h- how they compare their reflexes to other things with reflexes. I think <laughs> that their favorite Rucker Hauer movie is Dracula 3D for all of the above.
0: Mm. So let's rank these guys. What are you giving total package in acting? I thought they were great, though they had no deaths to react to. Yeah, there was that email thing, though. That email thing was just solid. Oh, yes, yes. That's what I, yeah, the email bit was solid. The interacting with Jeffrey the Yeti. So Bryson's acting might have come as a distraction from his nerves, but that doesn't mean it wasn't great acting. I give him a 10. I give him a 10 too. I thought his Jeffrey
1: game was uh, inspired and clear, and it wasn't too expository in trying to reveal what Jeffrey was saying to him. I thought that it was just a clean scene that I, it felt scripted to me. It was great. I think Estelle Getty <laughs> would absolutely blow their acting out of the water. She's absolutely phenomenal. Puts Sam Worthington to shame. And yeah, I think she would have, uh, I I would have bought her doing this course alone. What'd you give her? I'm going to give Estelle Getty a 12 for acting on this course. On the
0: study level one. Great. Thank you for clarifying. (laughs) For teamwork, I'm giving this team a 10. They were great. (laughs) It's like, we already fucking said it all. We already said it all. I think for teamwork, total package gets a ten. No room for improvement. I thought it was great. The way Angie described that final part of the race, where they were all stabilizing the canoe for each other as they finished together, it was a ten out of ten for teamwork. If I could give them a point more, I would. Yeah, Estelle Getty.
1: You know, we've seen her be a part of a team with the Golden Girls. Uh, I think this would be no different, except she'd be alone. <laughs> I'm going to give her a, an 11
0: for teamwork. I love Golden Girls. So funny. Early quarantine, I went back and started rewatching, and so great. I, when I was a little kid, my
1: grandfather was obsessed with the Golden Girls, and I just wrote it off. I didn't really appreciate it. I hated it as a kid. Yeah, once I started watching with, with him,
0: I'm like, oh, this is actually... Really funny. Just a great sitcom. A hilarious, well-written, killer sitcom with unbelievable acting that I, my dumb boy brain would not accept because it was yeah. older women. But it was like, yeah. And it was blue. They're all thirsty as That smarts. What are we giving this team for that smarts? Their use of teamwork was an indication of how smart they were. They're not using the crank to lower the final canoe. It was very smart. I got to give them a 10.
1: If I could give one contestant a Mew That Smarts within Mew That Smarts, I got to give it to Guy. He was proactive in figuring out solutions to the obstacle course ahead of everyone else. But as this is a team thing, again, I'm going to give them a... I'm going to give them a nine for That Smarts on this. Just because the delay... Well, the delay with Bryson was a little bit...
0: Knocked him down a point. He somehow knew. Do we give him a point for telepathy? (laughs)
1: you know who gets a point for telepathy is Estelle Getty and then for that
0: smarts she gets a 10 great out of 14 okay Krakatoa's Mia are they having fun out there yes they were having fun out there I'm docking them one point for Bryson's nerves I'm giving them a nine because there were I think there were moments where he might not have been having fun out there but in general great showing lots of fun
1: Total Package gets a nine for me as well, though I will say that Bryson didn't let his nerves affect his
0: attitude. He was joking through it.
1: Yeah, it affected his action, not his attitude. So I'm going to give him a nine. Estelle Getty would fucking love this. I'm going to give her uh, an 11 Krakatoa's for Are They Having Fun Out There?
0: (laughs) Okay, great. Out of 15 Krakatoa's. This team brought it in style. You know what I didn't like was the red camo leggings. Yeah. And so I'm marking them an eight.
1: They were also a little bit looked like lava. And I feel like (laughs) you're smearing honey when you don't want bears to attack you. Like if you're avoiding lava, don't look like lava. Don't look like the surrounding that you're trying to avoid.
0: Wait, are... Legs are, l- forest lava or legs are lava? I can't remember what we're doing. I can't do the course anymore. <laughs> this is dangerous, dangerous.
1: I'm going to give them a seven for style. Estelle Getty gets a nine for style. Mia, height. Wait, am I confusing Estelle Getty with Estelle? Estelle Getty from Golden Girls. You'll be my American boy, American boy. That's Estelle
0: Getty, right? That's the British singer Estelle. And who sang on Thank You for Being a Friend? I think Estelle Getty was Thank You for Being a Friend. Okay, uh, so I'm not confusing them. Thank you for being a friend. Mere height.
1: Hey, hang on a second. Thank you for being.
0: It's close to You'll
1: Be My American Boy. Thank you for being a friend. Especially
0: when I sing something and essentially have no tone or pitch. (laughs) Uh, What's next? Mia Height. I do not think Height slowed this team down at all. I'm going to give them a 10.
1: Give them a 10 for Height. Uh, I do not like Estelle Getty's Height. She gets a six. (laughs) Next question. Mia Eyes. Oh my God. I love Estelle Getty's Eyes. I'm going to give her a nine for Mia Eyes. I'm going to give Total Package... Seven carrying the weight, but
0: eight for eyes. I'm going to give them an eight for eyes as well. They started a six and then they get raised to an eight. <laughs> Great. Mia, je ne sais quoi. I liked their je ne sais quoi. I liked it too. I, I want to know more about them.
1: How well can you express their, their, them? How well can you express them? Oh shit. Okay, and you can't use the words wedding, reflex, or Nimzo Indian.
0: Okay, here we go. These are three guys, I think. They're all wearing clothes made of fibers. They all have various ways about them. I, gosh, I can't describe them. I'm yeah. giving them a nine for Junsequat. Okay. For
1: Mia Je Ne sais quoi, I'm going to give them an eight. Uh, because I'm having trouble separating me wanting to party with them and Je Because I definitely want to party with them, but I don't want that bleeding too much into Je ne sais quoi because I do know what.
0: It sounds like it.
1: <laughs> Estelle Getty, 14 Krakatoa's for Mia Je Ne sais quoi.
0: And now Mia Name. All right. <laughs> so Bryson... Devin and Guy. Guy. Oh, I love and it. Devin. I fucking love it. Um, I'm giving them a nine. I can't
1: go lower than an eight, but I can't go higher than an eight. I'm going to give them an uh, eight. Ooh. Estelle Getty. She gets a 10. Krakatoa is for best, for mute name.
0: All right, that does it for Total Package. Let's move on to the individual awards. Transitional stinger. Who would you most want to have a beer with? Guy. Or girl. Does that make do I have to pick? You could choose either a guy or a girl. It's never been a part of the show. Then guy. (laughs) I'm going to go with Bryson because he seemed like he was vulnerable and he was vulnerable. He was showing his nerves. He was open about it. He also had a sense of humor. And he also had giant muscles and could protect me for when I'm mouthing off. <laughs> Just talking shit to randos at bars. Sure. Um, I'm going Bryson all the way. And hopefully, like, Bryson could call his buddies and they'd come over and hang with us, too. Sure. Would you call your buddies? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. I've a buddies. Okay. Because,
1: I mean, you have my number, so. I, yeah, 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 I got, I got your number. <laughs>
0: Chicky, second place. Second place, Chicky. Uh, best death. Tough that our winners can't take this. I mean, there's um, only one option. Wait, there's literally only one option? Oh my God, there's literally only one. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. So my vote goes to Sherry. Sherry. It's yeah. Sherry. Good job accidentally fucking walking backwards into that award, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> Reaction to death. We have to give it to the fierce ladies. Yeah. Shanna, I guess. Uh Shanna. So yeah, Shanna or Annie. I'm gonna say Shanna. I'll go Shanna also. Wow, one death. A whole episode. So by default, the fierce ladies just won two categories from both of us. <laughs> this is actually getting really exciting. Let's see if they can make up the point differential. We'll see. Best line. For me, I think it's from Total Packages Testimonial. And it was after Bryson says he has the reflexes of Black Panther. I was just so caught off guard by the second beat of that joke. And Guy saying, I have the reflexes of a baby spider monkey. It just kind of (laughs) took me off guard and made me laugh a lot. Which,
1: are they that great?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It was so random, but I loved it. I wasn't expecting it. And it was, I don't know, it had comedic timing and all of that. I'm going to give it to Guy. Great. Uh, I think
1: mine goes to Chickie in The Flight Attendance. Oh, gosh. He had so many great lines. He had yeah. so many. I didn't write them all down. Uh, possible Contenders, I am not a couch potato. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: what's another one? Uh, the couch jumper line was great. And I think my favorite one is... I'm checking. Why do you want me to check the drawers? Did you lose something? Yeah. Uh, I cannot. Monkey bars, also a contender. Uh, I'm changing mine to Chicky. I'm changing it to the drawer line. Oh, man. I just had total pee in my head, but you're right. I'm going to Chicky. Why is standing so hard was
1: fantastic. (laughs) It's between that or I'm 220 pounds. I should not be swinging from (laughs) chandelier. (laughs)
0: Uh, I'm gonna go with Why is standing so hard From Chicky Gosh, yes Thank you for bringing him up I would not have wanted to do him that injustice Of not giving him best line So good Worst line I'm honestly giving it to The Fierce Ladies For their three and three quarters Joke from the testimonial That made me immediately Be turned off by them Here's the thing
1: I feel bad that Sherry lost it for the team, but she was also solely responsible for them getting both best death and best reaction to a death. Uh so I don't feel bad <laughs> in agreeing with you. Worst
0: line, three and three quarters, Sherry. Man, that's harsh. Yeah. Another contender for best line was Shanna going, Oh Lordy, Lordy, Lord, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm a mad monkey. <laughs> Also, Annie's, adjust your weight, shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. <laughs> A lot of good lines in this. Fierce ladies get the worst lines, but they had some good ones too. I, I, You know what? I think we all would have liked to see more from them. We would have liked them to have done better in the course and see what else they had in store, but we, we didn't get it. Yeah. Je ne sais quoi. For an individual. I might have to give it to Michelle. She was something. She crushed the course She has that double world championships in Taekwondo. Michelle's kind of a badass, and I want to know even more how she's a badass. I'm going to give her the Junsequo.
1: Yeah, for me, it's between any contestant on that team. I thought Jocelyn was interesting too. Uh, Yeah, I think Chicky has a lot of stories, but I want to know more about Michelle's. So I'm going to give it to Michelle as well.
0: Whoa. All right, let's tally up the scores and declare a winner, baby.
1: Take me on a trip I'd like to go someday Take me to New York I'd love to see LA I really want to Come kick it with you You'll be tall, tan, young, and lovely impaneman
0: girl (laughs) Okay, it is close With 163 points The runner-up is (laughs) The flight attendants.
1: Whoa! Flight attendants.
0: 163 points. And with 172 points, just barely squeaking it out. Damn, nine point difference. It was the fierce ladies. No, of course it wasn't. It was total package. (laughs) Total package (laughs) wins. total package. Man, I have to say, flight attendants came very close to making up the points with the individual awards, but they didn't. And, um... damn. Total Package takes it. That's all right. All right, so that's it, right, Andrew? Are we done with the episode? Actually, no, Michael, that's not it.
1: We still have to put up or... Hey,
0: hey, excuse me. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah hey, what? Hey, hey, What?
0: Hey. What? I'm trying keep to have a conversation here. Keep your... Keep your voice down, please. Hey, what's your deal, buddy? I'm trying to talk over here. Not you. I'm just setting up a game, man. I'm sorry. It's a bad coincidence. Just ignore me. Oh, no worries. Hey, can I play? off. Oh, hey, well, all right. No, it's just part of the game. I'm still just saying the name of the game. And But no, you can't play. Wait, so are my lines part of the name of the game? Get the out of here, man. Hey,
1: you started talking to me, bud.
0: I'm just saying the name of the game. Stop taking offense to what I'm saying, okay? Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's right, Michael. We've talked so much crap on
1: these teams and celebrated them in some ways. Not the Fierce Ladies on Fire. But let's put our own skills to the test and play a little game of Floor is Lava. What do you think?
0: Let's do it. So what's our location for this week?
1: Your guess is as good as mine, Michael. Let's check out what's behind this door. And it is an airport terminal. It's a departure gate. (laughs) Ooh, Ooh. you don't even sound that excited about it. (laughs) I don't like flying. I don't mind flying. I don't like (laughs) having to get to the plane. Uh but let's play floor is lava. lava. Okay, okay, okay. What do we Pets got? Um, I see
0: lots of people. All of seats. the seats are taken. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's even people on the floor.
0: I'm going to I'm going to climb on top of these people. I hope they're mannequins to the left of me. Let me see. Oh no! They're reacting to me. They're they're real people. They are real
1: people. Uh, All these things are getting charged. I'm going to take all the cables and I'm going to weave them together to make like a bridge over to that picture on the wall promoting San Francisco, the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm going to I'm going to make it a bridge over to the painting of a bridge and use that as a bridge, and then get to the counter.
0: Okay. Very cool.
1: Okay. Here I go over, under, over, under, over, under, over.
0: I see a piece of art hanging from the ceiling. It is like an ugly airplane that looks like it was commissioned by the city. I'm gonna see if I can jump and hang onto that and then slide to that same counter that you're trying to get to. Maybe we can Perfect. meet up there. Yes. I'm gonna go for it. Ready? All right. RIP Nipsey Hustle! <laughs> ah! <laughs>
1: Okay. All right, my bridge is done, so I'm going to make my way. I'm going over to the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm going to use that as a bridge to the bridge of the bridge. Okay, I'm on the counter. I'm on the counter. Uh, Oh, it's very shaky. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, I'm there. Uh,
0: Okay, okay. good. We're both here next to each other. Yes. (laughs) Of course. Now we just have to get to the gate. How are we going to get to the gate? I see an obstacle of... Fast food trash that people have just fucking left, left on the ground with fucking savages. For an
1: airport in Chicago, these people love Sbarro. That's weird, right? Wait, are we in, I can't remember,
0: are we in San Francisco or Chicago?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. The painting that I used, the painting of the bridge was of the Golden Gate Bridge, advertising to Chicago travelers that they should go to San Francisco. Yes, yes. Moving on. Okay, all right. So let's take this, let's take this fast food trash and let's take it to that spinning roller on wheels that's just rotating, and maybe we can use that to jump to the steps that lead to the gate.
0: If we just tiptoe dance from the shake to the burger to the fries, that's what you're suggesting? Light
1: as a feather, stiff as a board, buddy. Let's do it. All right. Light, Light is as a feather, feather stiff, stiff as a board. Light a as a feather, feather stiff, stiff as a board. Oh my God, we did it. Holy shit. I cannot believe that worked. Honestly, Michael, you have no reason to trust me after that, but I actually was surprised at that work. We're on the roller and we're spinning. We're spinning. We're spinning. How are we going to get off? How are we... Just find a point. Find a point in the wall, and then like a ballet dancer, just circle back to that one point. Do your pirouettes, and you circle back to that one point. You won't get dizzy. And found my point. And found my point. And found my point.
0: Oh, my God. It's an elderly person who's being driven by one of just the cars. Let's jump on the back of this car. It's fucking Estelle Getty. Let's do it. Estelle, high five. All right. Now we're just being driven to the departure gate, and we're here. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did it in the Two stairs that are for
1: some reason next to the departure gate <laughs> have not yet descended. I think we won, buddy. Yeah, and that was us completing the course. Feel pretty that good about was, it, Michael. I think yeah, we did. that was great. Yeah.
0: that was another edition of put up or Hey,
1: hey. what hey, me hey. again? Are you are you saying the title or are you trying to get my attention? It's just the title. Please be
0: quiet, please. Okay. All right, that's going to do it for <laughs> another episode of Aw, Did I Audit That. Um, Andrew, I, I had a great time. I'm not going to tell the too. audience that this recording maybe lasted for a full two and a half days. Yeah, well, it was a meaty episode. Um, I I don't have anything to plug. You got anything to plug this week? You know what? If we don't
1: have anything to plug, let's just plug the Pack Theater again. They could use it. Go to the Pack Theater Twitch channel. A lot of free comedy, but also uh, donate. Donate.
0: Yeah, and if you live in D.C., go to the Postmaster General's house uh, early in the morning and wake that asshole up oh, every morning. <laughs> yes,
1: and yeah, buy buy. Let's let's support the USPS. Let's uh, support democracy. Let's buy some stamps. Let's buy some commemorative stuff that will live in a box, and then people will, you know, when you die, which you will, whoever goes through your stuff will be like, why do they have so much USPS stuff? And then love, love, you can leave a note that says to save our freaking democracy. Cause this love, is just love, in broad daylight love, uh, love, trying to take down love, what this country could be. Love, love My thought love. of a patriotic
0: American song turned out to be the Beatles. The British. Love, yeah. love. <laughs> Did you watch yesterday? Have you I haven't yesterday seen yet I haven't seen yesterday. I enjoyed it. Oh, that's the sound of my cat. She broke into the room, and she's meowing. So that's going to do it for us. See you next week, everybody. Bye, Andrew. Bye.